Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Paul Rabel, and this is Suiting Up Podcast. It's where I interview athletes, media executives, team owners, and other key stakeholders about the duality of the modern pro athlete, from their startup investing appetites all the way through social media influencing and more. Today's athlete, whether active or retired, is continuously redefining what it means to be a pro on and off the field, or in today's case, the ring. Nikki and Brie Bella are the next Kardashians. They're professional wrestlers in the WWE, social media influencers, women's inclusion and health activists, and entrepreneurs, both co-founding Birdie B. They're my first WWE superstars on the show as well, and I hope to host a few more soon, actually. And from a stat-staggering standpoint, they represent the largest aggregate social media following of any female athlete or sister duo in all of pro sports. To kick off the show, I look to unpack how they've built this audience, what mediums they're investing in, how they think about them, and the influence of starting both Total Divas on the E-Network and more recently, Total Bellas. When their first WWE tryout didn't go as expected or certainly not meet their expectations, they were selected as ringside divas. That wasn't what they wanted. Both former college soccer players, they pled to executives to give them a chance in the ring as wrestlers. And they won that contract. And since that entrance into the WWE, the women's division has blossomed. Now the women main event pay-per-views. And they have their own world championship division. The Bellas are gearing up for season six of Total Divas. And now season two of their second reality show on the E-Network, Total Bellas. That premieres September 6th. And if you've been watching TV, you may have seen them on their latest press tour, which included a spot on the Today Show with Nikki Bella's fiancé, John Cena, and Jimmy Fallon. We'll have all the links and show notes to their social media, Total Divas E-Network, all that kind of stuff, suitinguppodcast.com. Enjoy my conversation with Nikki and Brie Bella. I often write down inspirational quotes that I hear from others and then sometimes doodle off some of my own. This is one of them. Spontaneity is often the seed of authenticity. And lately, I've been spending more time practicing my gratitude to those who mentor, guide, assist, teach, or relate to me. Thank you. Sometimes a short text, written thank you note, or in this case, a bouquet of flowers can be the perfect way to let that person know you are grateful. And last week, ProFlowers sent Rabel Companies their latest rose bouquet. It was beautiful. It came carefully packaged in a long box, included banded stems, fresh flowers, packaged soil, and a vase. We set it up at the front portion of our co-working space, and I know through Neil and Andrew that we're brightening the smiles of ETC members on a daily basis. Now, ProFlowers wants to help you surprise someone for no reason at all, while also surprising you with a special deal for our Student Up podcast listeners. And this is the deal. Get 20% off any of their unique summer rose bouquets or any other bouquet of $29 or more. ProFlowers bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or your money is back and you can control the delivery date. So to get 20% off summer roses or any other bouquet of $29 or more, go to proflowers.com and use our suiting up podcast code CROSS at checkout. That's C-R-O-S-S-E, the back portion of lacrosse, which is the sport that I play. So that's proflowers.com forward slash CROSS. Don't wait to make someone's day. Thank you, ProFlowers. Multiple-time advertisers of SuitingUpPodcast.com and now suppliers of the toolkit that I use to trim my hashtag Fear the Beard. Welcome back, Barbasol. Now, the biggest thing to happen to Barbasol since shaving cream is also the only thing to happen to Barbasol since shaving cream. And we'd like to introduce new Barbasol razors. It's the brand America Trust for a close, comfortable shave. They now have premium disposable razors. Barbasol's close shave technology on every razor means you get an advanced pivoting head and ultra-thin open flow blades. The Ultra 6 Plus razor also features a seventh blade, specifically designed to refine and style tricky areas like under the nose, sideburns, and my beard. Visit Barbasol.com and get a $2 savings coupon and see for yourself why Barbasol razors are the number one new disposable razor out there. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Okay, 
the Bella twins and the Bella army are strong. Yes, oh they my gosh. are. So we strong. are. And, and by a large margin. So yes. Nikki and Brie Bella are with me right here. We're in Manhattan, Midtown. And both are multi-time WWE World Women's Champions. They're former competitive and college soccer players mm-hmm. all the way through. Now entertainment moguls we'll dive into. But accumulating from all of this, they have amassed the largest social media following of any female professional sports athlete and is the 1% of all professional athletes. So I did my back napkin oh, math and you guys that. are around 30 Jeez, million between all your platforms. Yes, and, and, and including a tandem because for our listeners on the show, we've had Venus Williams before and the Williams sisters aren't as large from a social following wow. as these two athletes in front of me. So over 30 million and Bella we're going to unpack how you guys got there to start. But how does that make you feel? Oh, my gosh. It gives, oh, it gives me sex. too. It, it just makes me literally love our Bella Army so much because Brie and I truly know that we are nothing without them. Right. That the reason why we are something is because of our fan base that we call the Bella Army. And it just makes me so grateful. Yeah. Like, it's very surreal for us. I think... People probably think like we're like, oh yeah, we're, we you know we know, but like at times it's Nikki like we and I actually really, we don't we know. Don't. We have to literally <laughs> sit and tell ourselves like, whoa, like this is our life. Like yeah. no way. Well, it's happened like, fairly quick. It has. It has. Yeah, and and so Bella Army. So that that's that's really interesting, and we see very few celebrities and athletes able to capitalize on nomenclature for their fan base. How did you guys do that? Or like, how, yeah. how, how do you come how, up with that name? Right. Well, did they, you experiment? The or they, did. Oh, they did. Yeah, the fans actually came up with the name. Um, it's when Twitter was only around. Yeah. And um, it was our brother, right? So my it brother saw Brie knows the story perfectly. Yeah. I guess sometimes yeah. I say it a little <laughs> wrong. I could tell she was giving me that look. I know, so I'm, I'm like, like oh, she's going to mess up the <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I feel the vibe. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Brie. So my brother is the one who kind of saw it on Twitter. And my brother loved it. And then all of a sudden he goes, well, we need positions. And started like appointing people positions oh. like in the Bella Army. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then from there, like Nicole and I were like, "Wow! Like our fan base is not only so dedicated, but they're like hardcore." And right. We were like, you know what? Like, as you can see, Nicole and I love interacting with our fans. Right. But we're like, this is a perfect time, thanks to social media, to really get to know our fans. Right. And I think what started to make the Bella Army grow really strong is. I actually was standing up to the haters online and I was acknowledging them in a way of like not spreading more hate, but like, don't talk like that. And I would notice they would say stuff to my fans. And so I started responding to them like, don't ever say that to her. Mm. Don't call him this. And people are like, queen, yes, like Bella Army strong. And then they started to stick up for each other. Mm. So then people wanted to be a part of the Bella Army because it started to be like a safe place of like, you know what? These people actually stick up for you if you get bullied online. And I'm not kidding you. It started to grow like wildfire. So I like, we protect our army, but we all protect each other. Mm -hmm. And Mm. so like, then all of a sudden Nikki Bella Post Tuesday came up about i mean they're the ones that named me fearless nikki yeah because of everything i was going through they called me fearless nikki and i went to wd like can we brand this like we need to own fearless nikki and so they've always come up with everything well and it's crazy because these there's this group of girls who were friends from ones from chicago ones from london and they all meet up like when we're doing, they stuff. become friends because of the Bella Army like now. Close friends. That's yeah. unbelievable. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I was sitting down with the co-founder and CEO of Brandless, one of the Silicon Valley's hottest companies right now. They just raised their Series B. Her name's Tina Sharkey, and she built as as a product manager AIM back when the three of us were growing up for AOL, and she worked with Ted Leonsis. And she took the AIM into the forums, into those chat groups. But the reason she was able to do that, and a lot of these coders are able to figure out how to what, what's so valuable about your audience, is that you can do so much on your YouTube channel, on your Instagram, and yeah. Twitter, but when you start having your audience communicate with each other, and then they tell their friends, and then there's this huge forum that's amassed underneath you, and everything is a trail that yeah. leads back to you, it's pretty powerful. I agree. So powerful. Oh my gosh, and- that's what we've seen over the past few years, I mean, more than the past few years. But 
seeing that grow and, and I would you see it on your timelines yeah. like hey check out the Bella twins like they're doing this or hey one's the mom now milking herself check her out yeah so there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of under the hood that, that's going on too when we talk yeah. about your YouTube and your Twitter but let's talk with with each platform strategically because a lot of athletes listen to our show and entrepreneurs that are with startups that are trying to build their business and their marketing plan how do you guys look at Twitter versus Facebook versus Instagram and certain messaging strategies with your audiences? I feel me okay. Um, so I feel I feel Twitter's more for advertising. Like hmm. I want to get a link out, or hey, I have this appearance. I feel um, Facebook is very conversational, very day to day. To me, I, what I like the best is Instagram. I feel Instagram is absolutely the most personal hmm. because you have to post a photo no matter what, yep. right? So you're already posting something in your life or something that you like or you're expressing, and then you have the comments, and then people can send it to people. It's just there's something about it. It's kind of like Twitter and Facebook combined, but what I've noticed is people go there for inspo, for fashion. It's kind of like mm. Pinterest mixed into it as well. Like yep. immediately when someone has a thought like, oh, what should I do here in New York? What should I do that? Oh, go to Instagram and see. Like there's bucket list. There's this. There's that. And I feel like it's the best way to interact with the fans is mm. Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And I think for me, Twitter is great when you want to quickly like put a thought out there. Like if you have something to say. Or if there's like some breaking news going on, it's yeah. very quick to like all of a sudden become quickly a part of a hashtag, get your thought out there. But Twitter goes fast. Now with Instagram, I feel like you get to see more creative side yeah. and more personal side to people. And for me, I felt like I grew the most with my fans through Instagram. Yeah, me I too. felt like it's easier to communicate and for everyone to see it, but also it was better to kind of pull that curtain back of your life yep. and kind of be like, this is, I'm putting this out here. This is like what my eyes see the world, mm -hmm. whether it's a quote someone puts up. Like there are times I'll see people who are my friends that they'll put up a quote and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think they yep. were like that. Yep. Yeah. But um, I definitely feel like Instagram is one of those things where you can truly connect with your fan base. Yeah. And Instagram is an area that you guys have parsed out. So you have your personal accounts versus Twitter you consolidated. Yeah. yeah. I used to follow each of you guys on Twitter and then I was like doing this research and like, yeah. wait, where did the personal accounts go? Maybe yeah. they're maybe they're locked, but yeah. now you are consolidating Twitter. So is that um, that strategy, how do you pick and choose and and moving forward now with Total Bellas that we'll talk about in your YouTube channel? Um, is that a strategy that you guys have in place? I know you guys are twins and just right. like out there together. Yes, definitely. When we first started Twitter, um, we d we weren't individuals yet in the WWE, uh, how the fans saw us. Mm. So that's what made us want to do our Twitter together because we're like, well, everyone sees us as one. So why have a different ac account and confuse the fans? Let's yeah. grow as one because that's we are one brand. And they were all growing together. Yes. So you're kind of like, oh, what's exactly. happening? Exactly. And we saw a huge WWE like following on Twitter. Yes. So that's why we were like, okay, the WWE audience right. sees us as one unit. Yeah. yeah. And then Total Divas came along and people really got to see us as individuals. And we started to become more popular as individuals. And then that translated into the WWE world. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have Fearless Nikki and Brie Mode. And we were like, okay, we now need to give another outlet where they could also see us individually. Let's keep our one brand the Bella Twins, but now we're going to get our own Instagram accounts. But anytime we have a thought, just send it through Twitter because then they could be like, oh, that's Bree's thought of the day. That's Nikki. Yeah. And then usually with appearances, then we're sending it through Twitter. But that really helped us then grow individually. So fans always knew like I could go see the Bella Twins, but now here's, I want a little bit more Nikki yeah. or I want a little bit more Brie. Well, if you want to see a sexy selfie, you go to Nikki's Instagram. If you right. want to see, <laughs> if you want to see how you could save the world, go to Brie's. There are yeah. so many hashtags and so many like sub franchises and stuff, but talk about like two balanced universes. And for example, friends of mine that watch WWE know you guys from those platforms friends of mine who watch Total Divas, now Total Bellas, that don't watch WWE do as yeah. well. And, and the kind of the intricacies of that being a WWE property that's sold to the E uh, media house. How are you guys, like from a psyche standpoint, how do you say, okay, we're in Total Divas mode, 
Total Bellas mode, which Total Divas is six seasons in. You're about to launch season two of Total Bellas mm-hmm. in September, September 6th. September 6th, yeah. September 6th. And then, you know, both of you now are on a bit of a hiatus from the ring, yeah. um, but have suggested returning. There's just a, a lot, and, yeah. and but you've been able to manage to do that. Um, is it natural, or do you kind of change the messaging? You know, what I have learned over the years is the best way to be in this industry, um, whether it's the reality world or wrestling, pretty much in entertainment, is being organic. Mm. And when I saw that on Total Divas, Brie and I were gaining this huge following just being us because we're relatable, Mm. we realized we need to take that to the ring. We need to be who we are. And the minute we started to be even more organic with the audience, we became even bigger stars at WWE. And I think that's something, sometimes that's what's missing in the world. Sometimes, especially with social media, we feel like, We have to put out this image, Mm. these filters, whatever, like, oh, we're living this life. Well, you know what? There are times that I'm down eight pounds in my way, and there are times that I'm up, and there are times I look like this and I look like that, and I've kept it very organic, whether it's in the ring, whether it's outside of the ring, it's with the reality cameras, it's on Instagram, and I feel like that has helped me grow my brand all the way around, and it doesn't confuse anything, because as long as I stay organic here and there, like you're always going to get Nikki Bella, no matter what platform it is. Now, sometimes with WWE, we have storylines, like we were the mean girls for a long time, and we, in real life, really aren't like that, but you still add a little bit of your real self to it, like no matter what, I'm still super sassy, so it's very easy for me to be sassy. I actually prefer being a bad girl, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's just always staying organic and true yeah. to yourself. Well, and I think too, like every human, there's so many different things you like. So, for example, we know our e audience loves mm. high fashion. They love to see us looking on point, like you see Nikki right now, and <laughs> it's a part yes. of Nikki that she loves to be. But she knows to be like this when she's going to see more of the E audience. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. how you see how I'm dressed is more like the WWE audience. And it's still a part of us that we like to be like like in our j- ripped up jeans, just a t-shirt. Yep. But we know when we're going to see our WWE audience, we can show this side of us. Right. right. So it's really knowing like your audience and knowing mm. like exactly. there's times you just want to be kicked back or times you want to be dressed yeah. up. But what audience likes it more. So when you see them... You know, they'll be like, like yeah. e-girls will come running up to her in the streets of New York and be like, oh my gosh, where did you get that? Yeah. And you know, where yeah. like WB fans will be like, oh, look at Brie, like, yeah. you know, kick back Brimo, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And then she gets Brimo two different ways, which is funny because I, <laughs> I can always tell when it's the audience because they're holding up a shot. Uh-huh. And I can tell when it's the WB fans. And you know, Brie said it just, you actually said it perfect. It's knowing your audience. Mm. And you could take that anywhere in life with business, personal life and when I do like you said it correctly when I go to WWE signing I'm wearing my snapback I'm wearing my fearless Nikki shirt because I know they want to see their superhero and I don't want to let those little kids down I don't want to let my fans down and when I go to on E! News I'm not wearing my snapback yeah I'm totally in designer you just guys are multi-talented exactly okay this feels like a good time to take a quick break from our chat with WWE superstars and social media mass influencers Nikki and Brie Bella to talk about Skillshare. Now, are you a professional looking to get a leg up at work? Maybe you're someone who just loves learning new things, like me. The Bella twins, as we found out, are social media experts, connoisseurs. And Skillshare has hundreds of videos on how to become an expert like them, or an influencer on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. I have personally been a Skillshare member for three years. In fact, the latest video I just watched and took notes on was how to effectively spend and promote slash target your posts on Facebook. It's very useful. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 16,000 classes from design to business to many more. Starting a company from scratch, as we know, is just as challenging as it can be fulfilling. It requires a vast skill set and understanding the fundamentals of legal corporate structuring, management, sales, product dev, marketing, compliance, the list goes on. It's great to have a resource like Skillshare by your side. So open an account and you'll get unlimited access to stuff like this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class again. And it's a suiting up podcast deal. Skillshare is giving our listeners a month of unlimited access. Absolutely free. Go to Skillshare.com forward slash Rabel to redeem this free month. That's Skillshare.com forward slash Rabel and redeem it. Now, back to suiting up with WWE superstars, Nikki and Brie Bella. 
Now, what's your take on the, the way that I've at least distilled what you guys have done since signing your first contract in 2007 and now, which is like phew, huge growth, yeah. <laughs> um, is that the modern world of technology, how easy it is to capture content, and we're going to talk about your YouTube channel, that, that you guys have built from the ground up and approaching a million subs, the fastest anyone's done. You guys are on like Logan Paul speed. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But, but I think what you're very good at and perhaps through experience have gotten used to, which is really difficult for a lot of athletes out of the gate, is getting in front of a screen. Um, and the way that content is going, and you have to follow me here, is like traditionally when you get in front of a screen, it was in like a mega studio in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's like, boom, got this big set production crew. And that can be intimidating. You're like, yeah. okay, how do I say take hacking classes and stuff? Now with Snapchat, with Instagram, with Facebook, you're turning the screen on yourself. And this experience, and I'm holding a fake camera in front of myself looking at it, <laughs> this experience is like the same thing because screens are ubiquitous now. We're watching a big TV. We're watching a small phone. We're sometimes in the movie theater. Um, has that approach made you more comfortable or have you taken classes to say, hey, how can I be better at giving promos in the ring or talking to my yeah. audience or acting probably really organic on screen at, at, in front of the e-properties? I mm. feel like for myself, it's um, being doing reality television. Mm. You know, it's so crazy because we've now, we're going almost on five years of filming reality television mm. nonstop, like no breaks, especially now that we have the spinoff Total Bellas. And for me, when the cameras were first on, it was almost like, so you're going to hang around for like five hours because like, do I have to talk the whole time? Do I have to be like this? Like, you know, it was almost like, do I have to like pretend or act or whatever? No, like, just be yourself. Like, mm -hmm. we'll find something. And, um... It was getting used to that. And then all of a sudden, I think we both took that into YouTube. It was just like, I can be natural, kind of whatever. And for me, it was not worrying about faces or this or that. Or do I look cute? Do I not? It was just not giving a damn and being like, this is who I am, how we are on the reality show. Mm -hmm. And that helped me. And I think that's why YouTube's so successful. Like, for myself, who's a mom, um, when I do my mom videos, like, I'm not going to be in glam because this is being a mom. Like there's right. times you don't brush your teeth until 8 p.m. And you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't brushed my teeth today. I probably should. And I was going to say, Ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> today I did. <laughs> I know. Just but kidding. I think reality television is honestly that camera work has helped me so much with everything from it's helped me with my WWE career, helped me with YouTube, mm. even how to post on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, because it's like that feeling of being live. Like we do live television at WWE, but yes. even though reality is edited, you still have all these people around you. Yeah. You have cameras. On you. It's like WWE's being on live TV. It's because it's live, but you're also getting with jeered the, at the whole yeah. time by like an audience <laughs> that's like super oh. interacting. Oh my gosh. It's, believe me, there have been, I have grown so much and I feel like I still have so much more to grow when it comes to my promos. Like I'll still look at promos and I'm like, Nicole, you did it so much better backstage. And then you get there and like with John, when I did the WrestleMania yeah. story with John, I put so much pressure on myself with John that like when I would cut promos, I was more nervous than ever when he was in the ring because I didn't want to let him down. Well, he's so amazing at cutting yeah, promos. Yeah, and insane. so I feel like I was doing worse because I was like, oh my gosh. And he's like, why do you put so much pressure on yourself? I'm like, because I, you're in a WrestleMania story with me and I want to make it worth <laughs> yeah. it. And now yeah. I'm like putting all this pressure on myself. And I don't know. But I mean, I agree with Brie. Reality definitely has helped. And we've taken acting classes. And like, I want to take more because when we have a comeback, which we will together, I want to have the pipe bombs. Yep. I, I want, I just, you know, and one day I want to act in movies. I don't want to do it full time, but I think it would be amazing to be, well, I'd like to be a villain in yeah. a movie, but. <laughs> we'll talk about the process of actually cutting a promo. Paul oh, Heyman, yeah. friend of mine, oh, but amazing. is like, it seems to be a professor for a lot of young talent in, in terms of letting folks come in and ask, yeah, hey, he what is. should I do here? How, how do you go from, concept you know here's here's uh some some guidance maybe from paul Levesque and the creative team yeah. to yeah. like now let, you know it may be written i've seen folks backstage kind of reading it and trying to memorize mm -hmm. to to then going out there being live and on the spot and executing yeah is there a particular formula that you guys follow because you guys do a ton of promos totally yeah. relative to other wrestlers yeah so for us like the first thing that nicole and i would always do is like you definitely always get a script but you know like when you have a writer writing for you, they might not speak your language mm -hmm. and you have to kind of find your own language 
by using their words still, but kind of switching it up. Mm -hmm. Being like, I kind of wouldn't say it like that because everyone knows the Bella Twins doesn't have proper English. <laughs> so you give me a big word, it's not going to come out right. It's like, okay, we're not. Yeah, like half the time I'd be like, so this word means what? And they'd all be looking at me. I'm like, no, honestly, what does it mean? Yeah. Can we just stick oh, to amazing? I, yeah. <laughs> That's like our word. Um, and, um, so Nicole and I always had to look at each other and be like, what's the story? So like, mm. even when you got there, because we are live, hmm. you, if you got lost or the other person got lost, yeah. you, if you know your story, you know the core of what, like where you want to go, what you want to get out of it, you're never lost. I really right. like that. You know? Yeah. And so her and I were always like, what's the story? Okay. We need to put Charlotte over, make sure everyone knows she's the good guy. We're the bad guy and pretty much make fun of her. And then she's going to have like a zinger back. Yeah. That's the story. And then you learn your words and all that. But at yeah. least if we went out there and people were lost, we knew like where we were going. Totally. Yeah. And I think great. There's two different people that give me great advice. First one being my fiance, John Cena. I felt like I always played by the rules because I never wanted to make Vince upset or my other bosses upset or get my producer in trouble. So I would, in the beginning of my years, it, what the script said, I would say it. And it would make me look like a horrible actress because we don't talk how they write. Yeah. Like, they're all college graduates. I'm not. Oh, I'll yeah. admit that. So well, it's hard to do that anyway when you're, yeah, like, interacting yeah. with totally. fans. And, yeah, and yeah. Brie and I just have our own language. Most twins do. Twins will understand that. You just, you have a different talk. And so John told me, like, don't be afraid to break the rules. He goes, mm. I'm not saying go do, like, the worst thing ever. He goes... But Nicole, you could break the rules at time. It's okay. And if you get told no, apologize and no, you can't do it again. So then I would start to take the script and I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this over here. They want me to hit this type of zinger, but I know this is going to make the audience go, oh, this yeah. is real. And that's what I wanted it to be authentic. And then Stephanie McMahon, when Brie was in the storyline with her for SummerSlam, and I turned on Brie and then I had to cut my first like major heel promo about my sister and the fans. And I was, I can't tell you how nervous. Yeah. And Stephanie, that's exactly what she told me. What Brie said is, you know the story. You turn on your sister. You hate the world. You have so much bottled in. Let it out. Mm. And literally I was like, yeah, why? Because they handed me like three pages. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, right. I don't know if I can do oh this. Right. I'll never forget but, the times with Steph because Steph's such a pro. She, yeah. She's amazing. So amazing. it's literally promos. like two minutes before we're going live and they're handing us scripts because Steph, like that, bam, she'll go out. Mm. I was like, I have a minute and 45 seconds to yeah. like know this. And Steph would always be like, Brie, I'll ask the questions, just answer me. Like, yeah. you know. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And that was like when Brian and I had to go out there and I quit and I slapped her. Mm -hmm. Didn't know Slap anything. So they gave yeah. us the script two minutes before and Steph literally looked at it. She goes, we know the story. She yeah. goes, just listen. I'll ask you questions. Just go with it. And I yeah. was like, holy yeah. crap. But so, it's so knowing much the better. story, knowing the story, confidence, committing to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that translates well to anyone giving up a, a public engagement or some right. type of speaking. Uh, where they have several points to hit on, and sometimes you get lost in the pattern, or where do I mm -hmm. fall now, or what's next? And yeah. if you ever get caught, just drop back to the purpose, overall purpose, right? Exactly. You yeah. know the end game. You, you know, know the yeah. message at the end of the day you have to deliver. Yeah. yeah. You can never get lost that way. And being concise. Yeah. Telling yourself it's better to say three words than three sentences that you know you now have to say three more sentences mm -hmm. just to make sense. It's yeah. like, Three words will be way more powerful than rambling. Yeah, it's so interesting. I ramble way too much. I have my I mean, uh, vlog on my YouTube channel, and I yeah. hit the hit what I want to say, and then I'll keep talking. I'm just like, oh, that, that cut's done. Yeah, yeah, and I'll send it back. But YouTube. So you guys have started the channel at like eight months ago, roughly, mm -hmm. or yeah. inside of a year, and now you're yeah. over eight hundred thousand subs. You did a big video with with John Cena where you guys like <laughs> went nude yeah. and kind of like a a, a fun little five hundred thousand so celebration. But this one. Is is probably where you are most authentic yes. and you're all I, it's tough to say it's just I, I'm trying to digest everything that's going on and and there's so much content but there's obviously a demand for it um, what would you say uh, differentiates your YouTube channel from Total Bellas was it yeah. yeah I think it's that it's even more raw like yeah. you get on the reality show you really get this but like you get that raw feeling of like 
oh my gosh, should I just wake up with Nikki Bella? Is that what she looks like in bed? And wait, Brie, is this how she really pumps? Because there's some things you just don't show on reality TV. And sometimes I think when we absolutely have no makeup on, I think sometimes they're like, yeah, maybe let's cut her there and like just cut to the dog playing in the water. Or, you know, they just have their cutaways and stuff. But on YouTube, like, it's you're living in the moment with us. Like, she just did that yesterday. You guys are holding the camera. Yeah, yeah. and we're holding it. And like... Like, one of our biggest hits videos was, I was like, so this is my cellulite, here's my pimples, I've been having a lot of sugar, I'm up six pounds, which I've told everyone that I lost it, which I did lose it, and now I've gained eight. This is happens, but I think, like, when you're so raw, people are like, that's how I live. Like, I want to see what J-Lo looks like in the morning. Right. So I wish J-Lo would YouTube herself, because I want to be like, do you really look like that? It's it's being really honest. Yeah. It's so important. It is And YouTube has their own community. Like, legit, people want to see people unwrap gifts. Reality television is not going to, like, show a scene for a minute and 30 seconds of you unwrapping a gift. But I was nope. like, okay, people like to see people unwrap gifts. Yeah. Everyone needs to see my husband yeah. unwrap because uh. no one now gets him any wrap gifts, any yeah. of my family. It takes them literally 10 minutes to do one gift because he doesn't want to rip the paper. I've recycled right. all his Christmas paper for like five years. Um, first Christmas with him was so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how can I be merry right now? He's taking an hour to open up one gift. Yeah. And we show it on YouTube and people love it. Like, Yeah. Well, actually, that's how my family opens up gifts. It's like no a way. long Christmas morning. Everyone takes their time one at a time. That is so yeah, funny. Two, two compelling storylines, though. Um, the birth of your daughter and no. now the engagement process yeah. that you're in. Um, have you guys had to think about or did, was there a moment where you were like, hmm. Is this something like how intimate can I get oh. with the world? Oh, totally. Me, um, I literally had the cameras in there my whole entire labor. And so I was in labor 21 hours. They got 17 hours of footage. Mm. And, and they got up close and personal. I was even getting upset at like the camera person. I'm like, I think she you're too close. Yeah. I'm like she's bent over naked. What are you doing? And it was like right there. I'm like, um. yeah. you know, I said yes to it when I was probably six months pregnant. But you know, when you're six months pregnant, happy in your second trimester, it's way different than when you're coming to the end game. Mm. And when I started coming to the end, it was like, oh my gosh, did I really <laughs> say yes to this? Like, they're, like this, it was all becoming so real. Right. And I wasn't feeling good. And I was thinking, like, am I ready to have the cameras in there? Because I actually have no idea how I'm going to be like. I don't know anything. And um, when I started going into labor, because I did, I labored naturally for eight and a half hours. I was induced. I was 10 days late. And, you know, you already kind of, like, get annoyed, like, your husband might be too close, and, or Nicole, or, you know, but then when you have a camera person who you have, like, you're not related to, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're trying not to, like, cuss them out. (laughs) I don't personally, but I can imagine it's the most intimate moment of your life. Oh, my gosh. And, like... I wanted to cuss the poor thing out because I'm like, this is a moment here and you're like up in my space. Like, can I just enjoy my sister right now? It's what I signed up for. And the one thing I do know is that I have showcased my whole, like really personal life on reality television. Everyone saw me get engaged. They saw me get married and they've seen me for many seasons want to become a mom. Mm -hmm. How do I leave them out of that? Yeah. And that's the one thing you have to look at. You have to know the business you got into. You can't just like start a business and be like, but we're not going to give them that even though we Hmm. kind of take them on the trail. Yeah, that's right. So like in my eyes, I had no choice. Yeah. And I'm lucky because the Bella Army is so respectful and everything I do, they just celebrate. So they're going to see me at my worst moments, but... You know, for me, I'm happy they get to because they've just been so good to my sister. Yeah. They're so loyal through the highs and lows and yeah. the vulnerable moments yeah. and, and the moments of winning championships as mm-hmm. divas in the WWE and, and kind of rewinding from where we are now in your YouTube channel, which everyone should follow. They'll be in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Rewinding all the way down to uh, kind of your guys' upbringing in sports competitively. Um, your stepfather was in the WWE. Yes. Or or was a professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, wrestling, I, I was a hardcore fan when I grew up during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And I used to always be like, you know, I think I'd, I'd like to wrestle. 
But at you the time, you got the physique. <laughs> at the time, it was just. It didn't seem like it was feasible because I just wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, and I see so many terrific wrestlers that it's like a part of their genealogy. Like their 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 father, their mother, their grandparents yeah. wrestled. So they know the pipeline and right. what Paul Levesque's done with NXT and the academies and the development program yeah. now has created a whole new world that broadens the talent pool and... Uh, increased revenues and all that stuff, but was it always kind of on your roadmap, or did 2007 no. come and we'll sign here? Yeah, so what was crazy is we grew up as competitive soccer players, mm-hmm. and Nicole wanted to actually go to college. Well, we both were thinking college. I was so tired of it, because when you play competitive ball, we were traveling all over the United States we for play- soccer. Travel yeah. soccer's nuts. Starting so at, crazy. like, what, fifth grade? Yeah. And so um, I was over it time I became a senior I was like whatever my mom was like you got to be kidding me like the only way you're going to college is on a scholarship and I'm like well I'm not going to college then but she Nicole got offered a full ride scholarship to ASU but broke her leg in half a week before signing Mm. and so but it was always her dream to play pro ball and she actually ended up going back in college became MVP and then was offered to play pro ball in Italy. Mm. And for me, I was kind of a wonderless. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always had that competitiveness in me. I loved entertainment and I kind of loved traveling. So I just was like, whatever. I live in San Diego. I was working at Hooters and I'm like, I don't know. I love life. I'm young, 18. But we started showing the pay-per-views at Hooters. Because at Hooters, you air the, the pay-per-views WWE. once a month. That's right. You know? yeah. and we, the fans, they would like, come in and get like an iced tea and chili fries. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> and you're going to be here for like two hours? <laughs> yeah. But um, So then I moved to L.A. And all of a sudden, um, I started seeing like the girls were wrestling because like we all knew the attitude era like we all saw we knew about stone cold you knew about the rock but the girls you always saw like arm candy like very sexy and stripping and doing like bra and panty matches so and i but we weren't fans growing up my brother was but we weren't right and so then i started watching like seeing girls wrestle and i was like whoa that's like really really cool yeah and just i loved how you could see the storylines but they were like fighting Mm because We loved, like, being aggressive. So um, I told Nicole I saw Diva Search, and they're, like, looking for female wrestlers. It's kind of like now when I watch Glow. Glow, right? Yeah. I, like, I was like, oh, huh. my gosh, that was, like, me. Yeah. It was like I saw, like, this thing, like, you know, looking for female wrestlers. And I'm like, what is this about? Right. So they were holding Diva Search at the Four Seasons. So I called Nicole, I'm like, you have to come, like... All this stuff. And like Brie and I grew up and we always, we were very drawn to Marilyn Monroe and Vivian Lee. Like we mm. loved the old fashioned Hollywood starlets. And at school we always did drama class and we always wanted to do more. And then, you know, a competitive soccer, our parents were like, no, like they didn't even really care about homework. Honestly, they were just like, you go to practice. Sports. It's it. Yeah. Yep. Sports, 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 sports. So we never, we always had that side where we always wanted to act. Yep. And so she called me, but so I was like, just come with me, please. Yeah. Like, this is going to be awesome. And um, she's like, so I'm I was thinking th- about going yeah. to Italy. So I'm like, okay, come with me. You don't like it. Go to Italy. So we came. Well, real quick. So why I, and I said that story was because then I was like looking at it and I'm like, okay, wait, you kicked butt. You're telling a story. Wait, this is kind of like if I was to put my soccer, my athleticism in with trauma class. Like, this is really cool. Yeah. So I go with Brie. We made t-shirts. Ready to kick some said, butt. We made shirts that said Nicole for show, Breezy for she. So you got, it, you got into it. Yeah, got we had our sneakers on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything. Was like, thinking we're going to like, okay, fight. we're going to wrestle, go fight. We walk up and we're like, we see this long line of girls in high heels and like, what looked like Bronze. lingerie. <laughs> hmm. And I looked at Brie and I'm like, yeah, she was so What did mad you at me. get me into? And I was, I was like, no, so no, mad. like, I think this is where they're wrestling. <laughs> and like, sure enough, we didn't make Diva Search. Like, they looked at the us. The finals. Yeah, the finals. Like, they were like funny with us and like said some stuff that we were like, what? Well, you guys were there but to wrestle. We were yeah. there to wrestle. Yep. So they're like, sorry, you guys don't make it. Even though we were the only twins there. So we talked to them after and we're like, hey, we really want to wrestle. And they're like, you guys want to wrestle? They're like, yeah, that's why we came. And so they're like, well, we could, like, you have to audition. Like, we'll fly you out to a ring, but you have to audition. Hmm. So we're like, okay, cool. So they flew us to McDonough, Georgia, where it was deep south. 
So we got in the ring and we fell in love. Yeah. And then they actually had to calm us down. They're like, no, no, you guys, like, because we started doing like weird, crazy stuff. Oh, we just started just what bumping. we saw on TV, yeah. right? Yeah. And we were like, no. They're like, no, no, no please yeah. do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we're like, what? Like, we just, and so. Um, it was so But fun. they're like, okay. And they gave us some really cheap contracts. But we wanted to do it. So yeah. we went back home, yeah. packed up our car, and we drove all the way to, well, was going to be Deep South, but then they changed it to Tampa, Florida, FCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that feels uh, right in line with what you guys are talking about with your social media and it being very authentic to yeah. who you are. And worth probably mentioning that at the time where we were growing up, because we're all the same age watching WWE, the divas were potent, were, were usually just ringside. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much female wrestling since you guys have entered the WWE. You've been female activists on behalf of women in wrestling, and now there's a women's division yeah. um, that headlines pay-per-views. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I get chills. Me like, too. you just saying I like that, I have, like, chills all over. And, and that has been a part of of what you guys have done for the business and and continue to do that and now have brought others up as in your peer group yeah it's i mean it's been such an amazing journey being here for a decade and seeing like where women were at even when we were training and seeing how the women were treated and the time on tv and when we were wrestling and it's just amazing to see how far they've come, but it makes me so proud. Like, I feel like I'm this proud mom, like soccer mom on the sidelines. Like I watch, you know, Monday night raw and I watch Tuesday night SmackDown and I root these girls on because I want women to continue to keep doing more. It's, you know, so many girls in the past have contributed to where we're at now and the girls in the present and the girls of the future. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me so proud to be a woman at WWE because it just, it finally took women to like work together. And I still think we have a ways to go, but it shows you that when women and a group can actually work together, what you can create. Mm. And I think sometimes in entertainment, some people work so individually yes, and want to knock people down. And I get it. It's TV time. It's money, but it's crazy what you can do when you work together. Like, yeah. Well, you look at even like some, pro athletes like you know for nfl or anywhere mm-hmm. when you're even if you're an exceptional athlete and you have so much talent when you don't work with a team bye yeah. and i think so much like well so many times you'll see like some of the big like nfl guys when they're like cut you're like wait a second i'm the best one on the team but it's like when you don't work for the team you mean nothing right and all of us women one time in the locker room we all like literally looked at each other and we're like if we don't work for each other, the division will mean absolutely nothing. So we either unite, yeah. we go out there and work together, and we make an impact. And mm-hmm. totally, literally, that, that's why the you know the Divas Revolution happened. It was, you know, we were in a tag match. It was us two against Paige and Emma, and they wanted us to go down and do a two-minute match. And us girls look at each other and we go, let us, we're just going to hit a finisher on you and do one, two, three. And let's see how they react. Yeah. And we were supposed to do like at least two minutes of work, right? Mm-hmm. So ding, 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 boom, one, two, three. And that's when Twitter went nuts. And right. they started the hashtag, give divas a chance. I mean, we even went back and they're like, you guys had still another minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. And we all just kind of kept walking. Like, we're like, well, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. So you stood together, unified as a team. Yes. And we, four trust me, us four, when we went out there, we're like, we're going to get so much drama. Yeah. yeah. But we were but willing to of the girls that had to take the pinfall. Like, it's not, and that's like always the issue. Like, well, I don't want to lose or I don't want to lose yeah, this. Yeah, Emma took the pin for me. It was like yeah. a bella buster. Yeah. Boom, one, two, three. Well, I need to make our, our listeners aware that we have Brian here who's listening and he's been great it's okay brian and and he's like hey paul you gotta they have total bellows and total oh, divas yeah. filming and stuff um so it, you guys are having an incredible schedule it's very busy yes um how do you i'm gonna try to ask for a couple more questions but they're gonna be pretty yeah. direct thanks brian okay. <laughs> how do you maintain mindfulness in in such a, a busy day-to-day curriculum that's that's filled with your team that's supporting you. You guys are are supporting each other, mother, family. Uh, do you guys meditate? Do you do any like daily rituals in the morning? Yeah, you actually love that one app. Oh, What's your... I've been uh, the simple habit. Um, hmm. I think our simply habit, simple habit. I've you know it's funny because watching like billions and like some other shows, like mm-hmm. I was like I need to like meditate more. Yes, they meditate, and so I have this app now because I saw how they were doing it on their phone, mm-hmm. and I so I've started to meditate. Um, I try to do it more in the mornings because I feel like that's the most important. But I do it in the evenings. Um, and that just I, helps you be calm. Yes, because my day. mind, I. 
I think about 10 things at once. Like she was making fun of me earlier because I could literally text and look at her and write exactly what I wanted it's to text. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. She needs to go to texting rehab. No, but <laughs> I just, my mind works like that. It wants to do 10 things at one time, even when I'm laying. the most addicting things on the there, planet. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's insane. And I lay in bed and I start thinking of stuff like, oh, I should be doing this. I could write this and I should post this. And it's like, it never stops. And that in the end isn't really productive. So mm-hmm. I try to do the meditation so my mind can just be free for at least 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day, just having freedom of thinking of nothing but relaxing. Well, I think the best thing for me was is having my baby sleep next to me hmm. um, in a bassinet, but having the white noise because you need it for your baby because mm-hmm. the baby goes through that 45 minutes where the brain wants to wake up, but the white noise doesn't allow it to fully wake up and they yeah. go back in their sleep. Huh. And um, I think even as adults, we still need that because there are times when I am so stressed because I'm like, did I get back to that email? Did I do that? When you just have too many things on your plate, because we're juggling Birdie B, our wine, you know, we're WWE ambassadors, we're filming Total Divas, YouTube, Sony. And we're executive producers as well on top of it. Yeah, Uh, Total Bellas. Total Bellas. And I'm as well as on Total Divas. So that's constant creative notes, um, looking at footage, whatever it may be. So if you don't get your sleep, the day's bad. Yeah. So white noise is literally helped me sleep like a How much sleep do you guys try to get at night? At least. I I, I prefer six to seven. Lately, I've only been getting the most five. Wow. And I could tell, like, if you feel, I made her feel my body earlier. It's, like, overheating. I could tell. I'm starting to get to the point where my body's going to shut down and be like, oh, we're sleeping nine hours I can't tell. You have a ton of energy. You look great. Well, you're Mm -hmm. sweet. Thank you. How about you? I mean, I literally try... Because I have a baby, it's tough. But hmm. she sleeps my, like a bear. She hibernates. <laughs> I do, but I like to I'm get so eight jealous. Hours. I feel like when I get eight hours of sleep, I I don't need a nap during mm-hmm. the day. If I get anything under eight, I feel like I need a little like thirty minute power yeah. nap sometime during the day. Well, you know what else helps too? I'm not even gonna lie. It's a glass of wine. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. me just give gives that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and as, relax. Yeah, so <laughs> so sleeping well, and and I, I read a uh, an article in the New York Times about um, it, you're you're like you're more likely to sleep well when you're confident in your career path, mm-hmm. even all the anxieties and stuff that we face regularly yeah. and things, our mind run, running a mile or a million miles a minute. That um, is true. Yeah. I can see that. I one hundred percent. And it's clear you guys are really focused. Um, let's let's plug Birdie B real quick yeah. and then maybe what we'll do is a uh, part two because i know you guys have to run and film where you can talk a little bit more about that business yeah uh, but it's, it's really that. it's really great it's mission-based yeah. so it's it's a buy one give one um there's a lot of um health and women's uh kind of nomenclature and, and education around it so why don't you guys tell a little bit about it yeah Definitely. you know it's crazy because birdie b my sister and i like you can't wrestle forever you just can't how much as like we would love to. Can't oh, play birdie. sports for a while. Yeah, and birdie's so, awake. Yeah, birdie's just, of, yeah, right. Yeah. And so we wanted to come up with a brand that our fans could still follow us through life, and that we could have until we're sixty years old plus, or I could leave it for birdie. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting on a plane, and I was like, you know, Nicole, I want a brand, but I, I, I'm very big in the planet and the environment. I don't want to just make a product that doesn't mean anything. Like I, I need it yes. to for people to need it, which is undergarments. And that's why we came up with that. But also it has to have a good mission. And when we're sitting there. We're like, well, if we're going to do undergarments because people need it, we're like, what's always around undergarments is the talk of the birds and the bees. And that's right. how we came up with birdie bee. Yep. Mm. And then our biggest thing is because we work with so many women is that we saw a high rise of cervical cancer, all these different cancers. Like it's, I mean, we're only 33, but I feel like I hear more people like all of a sudden getting diagnosed, getting diagnosed. And you're like, wait a second, what? Hmm. And I started thinking, is it the fabrics that we wear closest to our body? Like as women, do we understand like the like fabrics that we're putting to our closest parts, you know? And I never look at a tag. I don't know. So we really wanted to create a line that was good materials where people don't have to think twice. They buy Birdie Bee and they know like, okay, at least this is healthy and good for me. And did you talk about how we also wanted to build a community? Well, and that's the thing too is like we really, because we see the Bell Army, but we wanted like a Birdie Bee Army. We wanted a place that's a safe place because we found out in research more young girls, when they get their period, they go straight to the internet, not even their moms anymore. Hmm. Or issues they have with themselves. And we've even asked moms and they go, yeah, they'll go to the internet and they don't even ask us. So we want Birdie Bee's even website to be a place where you know that they're getting correct information Hmm. about 
you know, feminine healthcare and all that. And one day, and I don't know if Bree spoke about it, like we want to have feminine healthcare products. We want to be what Honest Company is, but for women and eventually wow. have stuff for men. But we, I mean, we want to grow it into a very, very big business. And yeah. so, and just a truly an honest, safe place. Yeah. So there's product that will be out soon. November, yes. the first, first week, week of November. November. First week of November. You guys partnered yes. with uh, Damon John. He's so involved? no, we don't no. work with Damon anymore. Okay. No. And so it's that been, was on the show. Yes, it was. Yes, so bad it was on the. Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's um, we were going to, we were. Yeah. and we went our separate ways. And so this has been like an over three year process. It's the process of any entrepreneur. It you is. have to like figure out the way that you're going to capitalize. Right. And, and I think when you're, pa- yeah, when you're times lose hope. Totally. When you're passionate about a brand, like Bree and I aren't just doing this to make money. We're very passionate about it. So we wanted to be with people who are the right fit and who are passionate about it too. And now we have this new president who is absolutely amazing. And we have these five amazing female employees and they all share the same passion as we do. And that's what's helped it have its launch in November. Wow. We probably could have spent an entire podcast talking about that, but congratulations. Thank you. And it's clear that that for everyone that's listening to me as well, that that this road to uh, female empowerment and women's health started back in, even in 2007. It did. In your first tryout in the ring and now has built across multi-platforms and in media. Yeah. And and you guys are living it too. We're sitting here with uh, little baby Birdie. Little Birdie. How old is she? So she's three months. Three months. Three months. Wow. Beautiful. So, Isn't she you. pretty? Yeah. Oh. She's so alert. She's our daddy's mini. See, oh. she's yeah. she's gonna be the future of the Bella twins, huh, Birdie? You're gonna be Birdie <laughs> Bella when you get older. I, I did. I did see a a Forbes article about how Birdie is a million dollar baby. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Honestly, it's you like, are, huh? I, yeah. It's funny because I everyone was like, knows you. Yeah, everyone it's like knows more you. over than I am. Like, on all our social outlets. You are, huh, You get more likes on your picture, more views. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much. so impressive. Yeah, you should be really proud. We'll definitely have to do a part two. And we'll have to bring you some wine next time. That would be great. I want to hear. I couldn't find anything about that. I heard you talk about it in one of your other shows. It's still stealth mode. So So we can't. (laughs) We're we're launching September 19th. And on our YouTube soon, you will be able to see the label and the name finally. So wow. subscribe and follow us on YouTube and you'll see. And it. you're going to talk about that. Even more impressive. Now they're leveraging their own platforms to release. Yes. Their goods. It's a big fall and winter ahead of you guys. Yes. You have no idea. Oh my so goodness. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of the weekend in New York. Thanks. Thank you. you too. Thank you, Nikki and Bree. Now, if you enjoyed the Bella Twins and my conversation as much as I did, be sure to let us know. Two big takeaways for me. Number one, on the content side, understand your audience and style of the content per platform. Don't share the same posts across your Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. You have to spend the time to carefully curate and listen to your audience plus comment back. The Bellas do that really well. Number two, mission-based companies are very impressive. Personally, I'm just very fond of them. And I'm excited to track the progress of Birdie B and host the Bellas for an update down the road. Continue the conversation with me on social media, as always, at Paul Rabel. I flag any inbound mention on Twitter about the podcast and try to directly engage with you. It's very meaningful to us. Be the first to listen to future episodes as well as catch up on previous episodes, including my one-on-one conversation with New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Former Team USA, New York Lizards and Chesapeake Bayhawks attackman Drew Westervelt, who has one of the most downloaded episodes. Team USA women's soccer captain Julie Foudy, NFL quarterback Drew Brees, and NBA star Jeremy Lin. There are plenty more. You can find all these episodes and more on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your pods. There's a shortcut to our show notes, including Total Divas, Total Bellas links, Bella social media handles, other athlete lists, news and headlines. Visit suitinguppodcast.com. You can also check out a Suiting Up podcast playlist on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Paul Rabel. Shout out to our show's sponsors today, ProFlowers, Barbasol, and Skillshare. Please be sure to support them just the way you so graciously support this show. And thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you all next week.